Welcome into the Golf Central podcast presented by Callaway Golf. And boy, do we have a doozy for you this week. Tiger is back, or at, at least he's back in his own tournament uh, in a hosting capacity at the Hero World Challenge, the 20-man exhibition in the Bahamas, where there's this is basically just Tiger's gift to the golf world, or at least the top players, free world ranking points, uh, four days of sun in the fun. Thank you, Tiger Rex. Tiger is in the Bahamas, mojito in hand, uh, feet in the sand, with all the latest on all things Tiger. We'll break it down over the next, I don't know, 30 minutes, hour, however long we go. But first, a message from Callaway. The new Jaws full toe wedge from Callaway is designed to give you full control on every shot. These wedges combine full face Jaws grooves, offset grooving groove technology, and an all new raw face, giving you the spin and control you need around the green. The full toe shape and a specialized C grind make bunker shots, high flop shots, and chips easy to hit from any lie. They also provide enhanced control on full wedge shots with a toe pad that pushes the CG higher for more controlled trajectory. To learn more about Jaws full toe, visit CallawayGolf.com. Rex, uh, you're in the Bahamas. The sun is shining. Your hair is uh, nicely groomed. I believe you had a one-on-one with Tiger Woods about uh, an hour or two ago. Uh, How did that go? It went well. I mean, I just got through writing a column about it, too. Not not so much the one-on-one, just Tiger Woods and sort of impressions. And I, you and I both have done this for a long time. And I, I've always, often thought to myself, like, we don't really pay attention to what he says so much as what he does, right? So it's winning major championships. It's breaking records. It's doing some things sometimes that cause you to go sit in front of uh, – hospitals for days on end when you don't particularly want to do that whatever it is it's his actions that always kind of motivate us one way or the other not so much his words and I can think of no more time in his career than that was obvious than today when just walking into the media center it was it was like a show it was like theater right there in front of you because there he was in in life size bigger than life size because I think he has gained some weight and walking in without as he would put it the giddy up in his step and and then there was a smile on his face. He was happy. He was reserved. We can get into it. I think he's at a point in his career that regardless of where he goes from here, that he's at ease. And so I walked away from that and the interview. I got to sit down and, and talk to him for about 15 minutes. And I, I just think he's at a point right now where, sure, I think he says he's already climbed his Everest and that he doesn't have any interest in climbing Everest again. I don't know how much I believe that because he is still a very competitive person. But he certainly seems at ease with where he is. Yeah, there's so much to get into. And it, it is ironic, isn't it, Rex? Like, this is, I think, the third, at least the, at least the third, maybe even the fourth significant press conference that he has had at the Hero World Challenge all over here. of all places. I, I think back to 2015 where he made that, it, it was so kind of dispiriting and demoralizing comment that, you know, everything at, after that point is gravy because his back woes. Uh, were so significant at that point. 2017 is where he kind of launched his combat, his comeback in December 2017. Obviously, we know what happened in 2018, and of course in 2019 with winning the Masters. And now he is here again, nine months removed from a horrific uh, single car uh, accident that mangled his right leg. He said it was close to a 50-50 proposition on whether his right leg was going to need to be amputated. He really didn't offer too much, Rex, on a timeline or a timetable for a return. Oh, nothing on a timeline. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Like he said, he could be in a hate and giggle. We don't know if that means in a couple of weeks at the PNC championship, or if that means 
Masters par three contest. We really don't know. Um, but it was good to see him upright and moving. And, and for the listeners, Rex, can you peel back the curtain on this? Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we weren't certain if Tiger Woods was even going to show his face at his own tournament. This is the uh, first time the hero has been played since 2019 because of the pandemic. It does seem like it is a well-attended uh, media event, likely just because of Tiger's presence there. What was kind of the last couple of weeks like uh, as you were trying to figure out whether or not uh, the, the great one was actually going to make an appearance? Well, I think the video on Sunday of RSM Classic week that and we talked about it. Who that, could forget the fifth, the fifth major? The fifth major. Uh, the video on that Sunday of him swinging a wedge, nice smooth wedge, I think that pretty much broke the internet. And that pretty much put most of us who were maybe hit more on the fence about coming down here or not over the fence simply because if he's good enough to do that, you know, if he's healthy enough, if he has the mobility to be able to hit a wedge shot, even a nice smooth one, then yes, he'll make it down here. And we knew how important. I mean, it's the 25th anniversary of his foundation. As you pointed out, they did not play this event last year because of the pandemic. There were a lot of good reasons for him to be here, but probably the best one. And as interesting as it was to sort of be in the media center and and to have the one-on-one with him, the, the part that got me is I was stopped by a player. I don't want to say his name, but there's only 20 of them here. You could probably figure it out. And they're who, all good. Who had, I mean, at least a dozen questions. What did he look like? How was he walking? Did he seem happy? Like so that was a, not, so that was not, that was not Dustin. That was not Justin Thomas or um, Roy McIlroy. Uh, no, no. I, I think they spent plenty of time with him in South Florida by all accounts. It, it was one of the, so it's, you boil it down to 18. Way to go Colombo. I'm glad to see you're on top of this. <laughs> But it it gives you an idea of how much, even in the best of times, he's a mystery. In times like this where we have not seen him, where we have no idea, the last images we have is of a mangled SUV on a roadside in Los Angeles. And to get here after all of that is pretty amazing. I want to go through, Rex, some of uh, Tiger's quotes that he had during his press conference today. Of course, if you missed it on Monday, he had a detailed uh, sit-down with Henny Koyak uh, of Golf Digest and also uh, Golf Channel and Sky Sports. Welcome to check that out on golfdigest.com. Today was his first time meeting with reporters, answering questions from media members uh, since the crash on February 23rd. Among the sampling, uh, the greatest hits of quotes, quote, as far as playing at the tour level, I don't know when that's going to happen. I've got to get my leg to a point where that decision can be made talking about uh, coming back. We'll see what happens when I get to that point, but I've got a long way to go with this leg. When asked if he was still in pain right there behind the dais uh, answering questions, he said, quote, my back hurts and my leg hurts. Rex, what were your, some of your biggest takeaways? Cause I mean, we can get into this. I was really conflicted listening to him. It sounds like a guy who really wants to play the Hogan-like schedule of four to six times, probably just the majors, uh, maybe some of the other uh, biggest events like the Players' Championship or maybe Memorial uh, as a tribute to Jack. Um, But he also, it it almost seems like that's wishful thinking at this point. I mean, the number of times that he said, I've got a long way to go, um, it was, I don't know. I was just, I was just a little bit, I was a little bit confused listening to him. He's going to be 46 at the end of December. I mean, it is, it is still, to me, incredibly unlikely that he still ever tees it up at a PGA Tour event. Do you agree? No, I think it is very unlikely. And I think the Ben Hogan schedule, we were probably closer to that than any of us really realized, even before the car crash in February, if we're being honest. I remember talking to Nota Begay 
about this on the podcast two years ago and asking him going forward, is he going to be a 14 to 16 event guy or a 9 to 11 event guy? And he made it clear that he was look, already looking at 9 to 11 events a year, which is not and a lot. now it's like 4 to 6. Yeah, now it's like 4 to 6. And now it's 4 to 6. And he sort of walked us through the, the mindset of, okay, this is how, in theory, I could do it if I want to go down this road. If I want to play the four majors and two or three of the Invitationals and the Hero World Challenge and the father-son with Charlie, this is how I would try to peak for those one weeks. That he feels like there is an avenue for him to do that. I thought it was very, very telling towards the end of the press conference, which again lasted for 40 minutes. He was asked specifically, do you want to? And do you want to put yourself and your family through this? And he had to take a long pause and say that this is something that we still have yet to decide. That he has had the conversation with his family about when well, I get they to- said They said yes. They said, said yes. He said that he's not sure that he wants to get to that point. Because it, it depends on how that right leg develops. Right now, it's clear that right leg is not ready for PGA Tour golf. So let's say we get there six months from now or a year from now or whatever the case may be. I think it's another conversation. Like at that point, you won't have, and I think Everest, the mountain, climbing the mountain is what he's used. That's probably the best analogy. He has done it once. He's done it multiple times. But the most recent one is a really good walk-off. If you decide that that's where I want to put the exclamation point, that I want to win the Masters after everything I've been through and walk away, I don't know, man. That's a good way to end the career if that's really what you wanted. Like I said, I mean, if you look at the takeaways that I took, it's the fact he's upright, the fact he's walking around without crutches, he wasn't in a wheelchair. And the other fact is is that he's willing to address these things. As you pointed out, he has done that once before in his career. When he talked about, you know, if, if I've got less road in front of me than I do in, ahead of me, then I'm pretty happy with what I've done with my career. You could certainly say the same thing now. Now, the, the player who stopped to ask me how he was doing brought up a good point that he is a very uber competitive person. And at some point you start to question yourself and wonder how, what do you do if you're that uber competitive person and you no longer have your main competitive outlet? And I think that's a conversation. That's part of the conversation Tiger will have to have with himself probably coming up in the next year or two. And look, if he can't produce good results, if, if the best he can do, in practice is a 68 or a 69. You amplify that in a PGA Tour setting or a major championship setting. That's just not going to be good enough to be competitively relevant. I, I just don't see Tiger showing up at, let's say, the Open Championship just to shoot a pair of 77s on the old course and wave to all the fans and then and head home early. That, like, that wouldn't be an enjoyable experience for him. And so he talks about not wanting to make the climb up again, uh, climb uh, once again up, Mount Everest, but you kind of have to, don't you? I mean, these are the best players in the world. They're logging all that time. They might not have as high a golf IQ as Tiger Woods, or they might not have all of the institutional knowledge on these golf courses as Tiger Woods, but they have right now, they have more talent. They have, uh, uh, they have a, a body that's, that's healthy and allows them to produce majestic golf shots. I mean, Tiger is still going to be capable of summoning the goods at any moment, but over 72 holes, that is, that's a lot to ask. And so he might not be willing to put in the work, which, which to me is fine. Like he really does not owe us anything. I just can't imagine that he's going to show up and just, and just be pedestrian. Like that's, that's against his competitive DNA. Oh, it will be. And this will be something that he'll have to wrestle with. Again, I think you've come across him and now that we know, and he didn't get into specifics. Like, he didn't talk about when did he hit rock bottom. Like, he, he, he didn't talk about the accident either, which is probably he did not talk why, about since he didn't want to open himself up to legal remember. issues. Well, he said he didn't remember 
the accident and he was kind of asked specifically about some things some technical legal issues going into it and he referenced the police report the crash report that we've all gone over time and time again which is what he was always going to do that being said i think he probably reached a point even before he got out of the hospital of if you're having the conversation about we may have to amputate your leg we're 50 50 right now my guess is you're not planning on playing many more masters in the future so he had probably already gotten to that point to be fair to be honest and so the idea now that okay i can hit a smooth wedge shot and i can walk let's just see where it goes from here because you're right i don't see him being a ceremonial golfer i don't see him showing up to augusta just to play in the par three with charlie i have a hard time seeing him showing up at the father son to play with charlie even though that was probably the highlight of the year two years ago or last year i i just i wonder like you how much he has in him but i think physically he doesn't have much say in that in it anymore I mean, physically, I just don't know, as you pointed out, I don't think he can ramp back up and get to something close to where these guys are at right now. And Rex, it it bears repeating that at the beginning of 2021, Woods Tiger's competitive future was was still very much uncertain. You have to remember, he underwent that microdiscectomy after the PNC Championship last December. He was not playing competitive golf when he showed up at Riviera for his hosting duties at the Genesis and before that car accident, I mean, his, his back was still a mess. And if you read that digest interview or listen uh, to, to the interview with Henny, he's talking about how, you know, maybe his leg feels good, but then his back goes out or his, you know, his, his, his back goes out, but his leg feels good. Like it's, it's, it's all interconnected in, and probably not uh, in a good way. I'm watching the replay on the TV, just, um, just outside of our, our recording area here. Tiger looks absolutely jacked. He might not be able to do the leg press right now, uh, but he has not missed uh, a gym sesh when it comes to biceps or tricep curls. He knows where the gym is. Absolutely. And he joked about, you know, being on crutches for as long as he had allowed him. To- Dude is enormous. And he's wearing a camo polo. Like it's perfect. Yes. No, no. He pulls it off. You have to give him credit. And again, there was no limp. I mean, physically he looked fine. He seemed happy. I guess the one thing, and we did the wild speculation last week and we might as well just jump right back on the train is immediately people start talking about the father's son, which is only two weeks away by the way. And that, again, just like I think I said last week, seems wildly unlikely. And I'm going to go ahead and say the same thing right now. He was specifically asked about next year's Open Championship, being at St. Andrews, being from a Scott. I mean, it was from a Scottish reporter. Let's be let's be honest. Uh, but no, I think it was a legitimate question, even if they even if you couldn't understand what the person was saying. I, I mean, I, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have you didn't have a Boston Herald reporter asking if he's going to show up for the U.S. Open at Brookline. You did not. And I think you and I both sort of landed on, let's say, somewhere around the Masters. Seemed like a, at least a talking point. Let's start the conversation there and work our way back. I still don't feel entirely comfortable with that. Like I said, because I don't know at what point does he get physically that, okay, I can start beating balls again. And his body just gives out on him. Because as you pointed out, he had a lot of things stacked up against him even before he got in this accident. And he got behind in all of that therapy and all of that rehab. And you're right, he looks jacked, but his body was still in really bad shape even before he took, got in his car crash. So I, don't, I can't imagine how the comeback goes as smoothly as we're sitting here trying to imagine it will. And, like, and this is where you have to read the tea leaves because Tiger knows what he's doing. He clearly had some answers that, that were rehearsed and, and he was ready for them. And he was certainly prepared. So we're kind of left to read the tea leaves and make our own assumptions. I will say it was a little curious to me since you brought up the PNC Championship, which is scheduled for December 18th uh, and 19th at the risk courts in Orlando a week before Christmas. He literally said, quote, that he could play, quote, 
a round here or there, a little hit and giggle. I can do something like that. That is literally the definition of the PNC championship. It is a hit and giggle. It is two rounds. So around here, 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 there, like that would qualify the PNC championship. It is not clear. I want to point out whether he was talking about doing that in a couple of weeks time in 2021, if he means in the future, like the PNC championship in 2022 or the master's part three contest, we we're left to read the tea leaves, but it sounds to me that. like you read the tea leaves and you're walking away with, he's playing the hit and giggle. The it's PNC. Like, why would he say that if he wasn't contemplating? And, and as you said, you, you reported last week that uh, tournament officials at the PNC are reserving a spot in the field for tiger and son, Charlie, if they are able, uh, or if Tiger deems himself healthy enough to do so. He talked enough, Rex, about moving up tees and kind of getting used to his new yardage. He did say he was playing full holes, but didn't uh, expound on that, whether that was 18 holes. All he said was that is not from the same markers as usual. To me, it is like when we talked about it last week on the podcast, like it would have been absolutely mind-boggling for me to two weeks after Tiger posts his swing video that, yeah, he's actually able to play the PNC championship. He has never been someone who just goes out there. He knows that there are going to be millions of people watching him. Maybe they're celebrating him that he's playing the PNC championship with his son, but people are going to be watching, speculating, criticizing. Like that golf swing is going to be under the microscope after his accident in February. And you're telling me he's ready, willing, able, prepared, and ready for the onslaught of potential criticism if yeah. he goes out there and hits it all over the lot or is chunking shots or sculling shots. There's just no way that he's ready for that. Well, you asked me what stood out, and you went through some of the transcript. There was actually one answer, again, towards the end of the 40 minutes. He was asked about his birthday. As you pointed out, it's coming up at the end of the month. He's going to be 46 years old and kind of, you know, what he was going to be thankful for. And he, it kind of took a dark turn because he said, I'm just ready to turn the page on this year. I just want this year to be over. And he's probably not the only one. There's probably plenty of people that want 2021 to be over. But it does give you a little insight in, into the idea. I mean, when you compare, when he compared the rehabilitation of the knee surgeries that he's had, the multiple knee surgeries, the multiple back surgeries that he's had, he said it doesn't compare to what he's already endured just to get to this point, just to be able to hit a nice smooth wedge on the range or walk into the media center. And so the idea that he could possibly be ready two weeks from now, even with Charlie hitting all the tee shots, which is the argument I keep hearing that, oh, he can ride around in a golf cart. He won't have to walk more than 20 yards and Charlie can hit all the tee shots. I don't see Tiger Woods deferring to Charlie, his son on every tee shot. I just don't see that happen. Maybe I'm not familiar enough with the format. So Tiger would never have to pull out driver. There was a couple times. I think they switched the format up from day to day, if I remember correctly, but uh, both times it's either best ball. Yes, he can. And I mean, that's assuming that, Ty- that Charlie puts one in play. And there were a couple times last year when they played together that he'd let Charlie tee off first. And because he had such an advantage, he was 150 yards. His tees were 150 yards in front of Tigers that they would just take Charlie's because Tiger knew I'm not getting it up there. Like that's further than I can hit it. And so, yes, that's definitely an option. He can go out there and just probably just chip and putt. So again, it goes back to the absolute definition of hit and giggle. I mean, like Tiger wouldn't have said that if he wasn't contemplating it, like I, 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 I'm starting to, I think I'm talking myself into Tiger playing the PNC. I think I've just done that. I think, yeah, yeah I think, I think I've talked myself into doing that. Otherwise he would have explicitly 
ruled it out, which he didn't. But to literally mention around here, here, there, that is the PNC championship, a hit and giggle. That is the PNC championship. It gives him a couple more weeks. He does not have to hit drivers. Hell, he doesn't even have to putt on some holes if, if Charlie's going to just absolutely fill it up. It gives him an opportunity to be with Justin Thomas and, and um, Mike Thomas, Justin's father. He said they're like family to him. I mean, he gets to ride in a golf cart. It's forgiving fairways. People would just be so happy to see him. Maybe the intense criticism isn't on him. I don't know, Rex. What, you think it's better than a 50-50 chance? Is it 25-75, 10-90, 1-99? I don't think it's better than 50-50. Are you willing to, to bet, I don't know, let's say a brand new fancy new grill that costs more money than you're willing to admit on it? No, of course I wouldn't. Of course okay. I wouldn't bet on there that. There it is. There it is. The, the fancy new grill is not not important enough for you to put up there. No, no, no. I don't even think it's 50-50. Look, you seem to – you're talking yourself into this. And you keep I think I've talked it. myself into it on this podcast. I no, really have. I, I'm not. I'm not 50-50. I don't even know that I'm 20-80, that, that he won't, simply because I, I just didn't see that. I, I didn't see that in the video that we talked and talked about two weeks ago that he sent out. I did, certainly didn't see that today. And the way he's walking from one place to the other, there's no limp. But then again, he's not playing golf. And there's a lot that goes into that. So, no, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, it really would be crazy if he subjected himself to that sort of uh, scrutiny, which you know that Tiger Woods engenders every single time he tees it up. It would be wild. And it would certainly uh, heighten some expectations uh, potentially for what we could see uh, in 2022 from Tiger Woods. Rex, you are in the Bahamas. You're actually covering a golf tournament. You didn't just fly down there uh, to have your special one-on-one with Tiger. What are you looking forward to this week? I know it's an exhibition. Uh, I know it's kind of Tiger's holiday gift to the top players in the world who are going to be getting uh, not just a guaranteed payday. I think what last place is $100,000. Some gifted world ranking points as well. Is there actually anything that you are looking forward to seeing this week? I want to talk to Roy and ask him about the ripped shirt. Don't we all want to? Ask, I mean, after Tiger, yes. like, look, Tiger yes. was half. To, that's the only question that matters this week. But now that I've turned the page on my Tiger day, like I cannot wait until Rory talks tomorrow because I, I, I mean, we went round and round about this. Like I have to know: Did you struggle? Was it a clean rip? Was it a cheap shirt? Was the was the shirt too thick? Did you? Did, I mean, I have to. I have so many questions when it comes to what happened with Rory at the DP World Championship. I mean, I'd love to like a. I'd love to see like a reenactment, like. I, I want I want I want blow by blow details. We might we might actually have to do an emergency pod after you talk to Rory tomorrow. You know what? The person that took that picture just walked by me, and it just dawned on me. I need to go ask her if she, if she actually saw the act and just just to see, because it has to be comical, right? Like unless he has just went be. Hulk and just like exploded through this this shirt, like it it had to be just a struggle and more aggravation. He just kept getting madder and madder. What do you think the other players like? Assuming he did so in like a lot, or maybe he probably did in the scoring area. I actually, we need to find his playing partner, that Bjork character. I don't even know what his first name is. I, I literally never heard of him uh, before Bjork. he was playing with, with, with Roy that day. Like, I'd love to know from his vantage point, because Roy might, might not be honest. He might try and pull the tough guy and, and say, yeah, he repped it in one fell swoop. What, it was, what if it was like an almighty struggle? He was rolling around on the ground, screaming out in, <laughs> in agony and, and frustration just because he couldn't do it. Like that, is, that is not outside the realm of possibilities. Uh, yes, that's, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how Bryson plays. I mean, uh, I, I don't that know. That was a shellacking 
Yes, I don't in, know if you watched the match. In the match. I did. I did. And I, 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 I put the point out on, on Twitter, not, not that you saw it or uh, gave it an RT, uh, that Brooks seemingly only gets up for now the majors or head-to-head showdowns with Bryson because this dude had done absolutely nothing since the Open Championship. Yeah, he hurt his wrist at the Tour Championship, uh, but he was one of the, weak, the, the, one of the few uh, uh, weak links on the U.S. Ryder Cup team, really just had not done anything of sort. We talked about his marathon rain sessions, both in Mayakoba and then at Houston. Dude was absolutely lost, and then he just put on an absolutely ball-striking exhibition uh, in that 12-hole match against Bryson. So, yeah, I am curious to see how Bryson rebounds after that uh, unfortunate thrashing. Yeah, because, I mean, he I think he admitted at the time that he hadn't really played much in, what, the three weeks leading up to that. So I don't know I don't know if that speaks to just he, him needing time off or him taking Brooks a little too lightly. I'd like to think it's the latter because that just keeps things rolling. I just want things to keep rolling. It sounds to me like they were they were getting to a point where it was getting too nice and too chummy. And, no, no, I want it to be – I want it to be a little nasty. I don't want it to go away. It, it, it was the gift that just kept on giving in 2021, and I wanted to just keep giving in 2022. So what do you what do you think about that, Rex? Because it, to me, these guys clearly realized, or perhaps it was made uh, obvious to them, that they could cash in on their animosity. Like they could they could they could sell out, and they could monetize whatever bad blood existed between them. And, t- and so to me, that was uh, a contrived end to, to really what was a very real feud with very real hurt feelings, especially on, on Bryson's side. It's easy to forget now, but I mean, it was a summer of discontent and there was plenty that Bryson stirred up controversy of his own making, but uh, I mean, all of the heckling, I mean, Jay Monahan had to come out at Eastlake and change the tour's long-standing policy towards fan behavior, basically to protect one of his best players. It had gotten so nasty, the heckling had gotten uh, so obnoxious, the abuse had gotten so frequent that they had to change the policy towards fan behavior. Do you think anything is going to change now with the Brooks-Bryson dynamic, now that they basically did just cash in and and – and say, look, we're gonna, we're just gonna laugh all the way to the bank. No, because I think it was genuine. It, it, it was, yeah, it was real. I don't think this was manufactured, or I should say, I should say, not entirely manufactured. I think from the start there was animosity between those two, and it was organic, and it came from some some dark places that those two just disagreed about things, disagreed about pace of play, which is great. That is that is terrific. Yeah, we love that. Disagreed about player etiquette, a couple of different things that we can get into as it went down the road this year. And I think you're right. I think someone probably got in their ear and explained to them that, look, we can make money out of this. We can turn this into a lot of zeros if you guys want to want to try to capitalize this and do it the right way. And I think there was some, you know, some manufactured stuff. It was contrived. It didn't feel right. You could tell it just was not it did not go to the heart of the issue, which is these are two guys that don't like each other. And I think you saw that during the match. I mean, clearly they didn't like each other. They didn't spend much time talking. They didn't spend much time sort of even looking at each other. Uh, I heard a rumor that there was e- Brooks was even trying to hire Bryson's former caddy just to kind of go out there and give him one final needle on that tee box. So I, I think hmm. the actual dislike is very real, but where they took it was to a manufactured place. And so what do you think 
happens next. Cause in my opinion, I think whatever happens next, whether it's, you know, some sort of driving range dust up that's caught on camera or, I mean, Brooks is the troll of all trolls on, on social media. To me, whatever happens next has to be viewed somewhat skeptically because these guys now have ulterior motives. If they continue to play up their feud, if they continue to play up this drama, whether manufactured or not, they know that they can reap the rewards. Maybe they get invited back for the next edition of the match, or they're going to continue to benefit through the player impact program, which is set to swell another $10 million up to $50 million in 2022. I just, I'm not sure I can take anything that happens between those two seriously anymore because we were robbed. We were robbed of an opportunity to have two players who genuinely dislike each other, settle their differences where it matters most, which is on a major championship Sunday. Instead, they just collected their nine, their, how many figures is that? Seven, sorry, seven figure paycheck on a Black Friday in Vegas on a 12 hole match. And that was that. And now they're both, you know, laughing all the way to the bank. I, you know, I keep saying that, but that's, that's what they've done here. They, 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 they took us for a spin and they're the only ones who really benefited. Yeah. But you're assuming that what follows from here is some sort of kumbaya. And I don't think that's a safe assumption. There is still going to be something on Twitter that sets Bryson uh, Brooks off when it comes to Bryson. There is still going to be a moment on the range. But is he, is he doing it from a place where he's, he's expressing his genuine dislike for someone or is he doing it because he knows that it's going to help his pip score? Uh, can it be both? I mean, it can be two things. That's what I'm saying. Like everything now must be viewed skeptically because they made the choice and it was probably a smart choice because we would have grown tired of this and moved on to something else. They made the choice to cash in and and now like everything else is just has to be viewed with some sort of cynicism. No. And I'm, look, I'm still all here for whatever it is they're going to bring us. And there is going to be some doubt and some, some skepticism simply because we know that this has been partly manufactured here towards the end. I mean, whatever it is, those tweets they tried to send out a couple of days before the match. I mean, you could tell that it's gross. It was, yes, there was a manager on the other end of that Twitter account just trying to thumb something into the phone to build up interest for that. But when it was real at the PGA Championship earlier this year, certainly a few years ago at the Northern Trust at Liberty National, you, you saw it when it was real. I mean, you saw it when those two clearly don't want to be around each other and don't like each other. And you say we were robbed. I'd say it just is sort of setting the stage. Eventually these two are going to face each other. And if we're really, really lucky, it's going to be on Sunday at a major championship and it's still going to be wildly entertaining. All right, Rex, let's close on this. What do you have planned uh, for the rest of the week? Let's, let's be honest. This is the 20 man exhibition. You've, you've done your, your heavy lifting of the week, doing the one-on-one sit down with Tiger. You're obviously going to be uh, diving deep on the shirt issue. You realize that, right? I'm I'm doing two jobs this week. Like, I think you did. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Um, I mean, so when, when you're, when you're, when you're not the central reporter, what, what actually are you planning on doing? I mean, again, I'm interested to talk to Rory tomorrow just simply because it's been, it's been a very Rory season. Has it not? I mean, there's been a lot of lows and a couple of highs and, and some really wild middle, middle places like the torn shirt at the DP world championship. And he's always good and insightful. So I'm going to sit down at the keyboard tomorrow afternoon and write me some Rory. And you know how I love to write me some Rory. You really love to write you some Rory. Who doesn't do you not? I mean, I, I really do. I just don't think as, as much as you do. JT's talking tomorrow. You want that one? You can, take, you can take the underwear column on that one, listen to the Zoom call, and write that one from home. I will, I will do. I was, I was actually somewhat disappointed. There was no electronic 
uh, way to either send in questions or ask questions to Tiger today. I mean, there was some there was some pointed criticism, Rex, of your uh, media brethren for how they did not uh, just absolutely uh, skewer Tiger with questions over the the accident. I mean, a lot of people are saying that the media went soft. Do you have any any response? You know, the only person I saw that that really came after us was Eamon Lynch, who was and he was on our, our friend, our, our friend. friend. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Eamon. I really do. I would argue in this particular situation, I'm not quite sure what kind of questions Eamon had in mind, because, again, Tiger was asked about the crash and he was asked about what he may or may not remember from that crash and about some of the details. And first and foremost, he, he said he did not remember anything from the crash or what happened afterwards, immediately afterwards, in the hospital. And he deflected with the other question, as he always was going to do. I mean, I've covered Tiger now for a long time. You have covered Tiger for a long time. On this particular instance, we can sit here and speculate about what happened in that crash. But there's a 48-page police report that goes into great detail about what they found and what they didn't find. And what they didn't find was any illegal substances or any reason to give him a blood test or a field sobriety test, not that he could have taken one of those on, on what we now know about his leg. But they made that decision. Tiger did not. So if Eamon Lynch or any of the other critics on Twitter have a problem, they should really take it up with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And maybe they will. Sure. They should. I don't really know. Uh, I, since you did mention Twitter, I do want to give a shout out once again to our friend uh, at NJPW jkc so nice. uh, very nice really yeah i you really have uh really have been a nice i've enjoyed our interactions Ooh, on uh, social media over the past uh couple weeks rex it was a big big weekend uh in the lavender household uh i got a new smoker i saw um it is glorious expensive. uh insanely expensive um do, do tell before, you want to tell the public but, and not your wife you, you just want to go down that right so so it's not like I'm getting um, some money on the side from Callaway for doing this podcast. Uh, I did. I sold, sold my other smokers, sold a apparently expensive pair of shoes. Like I, I was, I was wheeling and dealing to make sure that none of this was coming out of. You have a pocket. newborn. I know. I have two young children, both under the age of, of three. My wife is currently on maternity leave, uh, not getting paid. It would have been reckless and irresponsible, uh, quite frankly, uh, to spend my money on this smoker. And so I didn't spend my own money. I wheeled and I dealed. And now I have walked away with a Yoder YS640S pellet smoker. It is unbelievable, Rex. Uh, I had a Gentry's barbecue uh in college park you may be familiar with with that i had a relationship with the guy last week i got a pk from him last year uh phoned him up he delivered uh the yoder to me yesterday however it was not built and so you could imagine my you could imagine my panic uh when he dropped off a 500 pound box uh in the driveway and myself who has just absolutely uh zero uh handyman ability uh, staring at that thing and wondering how the hell I'm going to get it uh, in my backyard. Somehow, how many uh, hours? I managed, thanks in large part to my wife's help, about two and a half hours. And it was almost oh, like Lily, it was almost like Lily, our, our two month old, it was almost like she knew that I was under great duress and, and needed this time because she did not make a peep. She slept through the entire ordeal. I'm swearing and sweating and throwing my hands up in disgust trying to get this thing built. She did not make a peep that's how i know that she's such a good girl and that she wanted that's me to have kids work sure they realize we're in distress and they cool out that's sure that's the way kids work 
Dad, I can see you're having a hard time. I'm just going to keep dozing. And it's so, don't you mind me. I'm just going to poop in my little poop in my little uh, rocker here. I did not send you the picture. You did send me a picture of your smoked turkey. It looked absolutely perfect, by the way. Uh, very, very good job on your part. My son, my oldest son, he was yeah, given. How, how, how are the ribs? Uh, I did not actually end up doing the ribs. My son had gotten a turkey from work, and he wanted to come over and smoke it on my smoker. So he did, and he did a really, really good job. How did he do it? Uh, well, he had, he looked some stuff up on the internet, and then he said something about, I think I need to like split the breastplate and flatten it out. And I yes, spatchcock, of course. Yeah, yeah. And sent, just sent me. That's hard to do, man. Do you have like a special tool for that or something? Uh, we have to get kitchen shears. Which That's makes it significantly easier, but I mean, they 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 really better be like razor sharp if you want to get through the backbone. So I'll, I usually get it started with the kitchen shears, then I'll take a knife and just like hack out the the spine because there's really no pretty way to do it. It is always just an absolute pain to to spatchcock, although it is well worth it for the finished product. Nice, very nice. No, it was delicious. I'm glad that he did it, and he did it all by himself. I just kind of watched from afar and watched football. It was a perfect day. That sounds like it was the most prideful uh, Thanksgiving you've ever had. Watching really your son was. following really your was. footsteps, smoking a turkey. What can, I mean, what can be better? Sure. No, I mean, I can't. I, I put more pictures of that turkey on social media than I've ever put a food on social media in my life. And you never sent me a picture. So I, I'm just going to refuse to believe it actually happened. I, I never I send you I send you every I send you literally everything that I'm smoking or cooking. It was and, a little and you bit can't darker even send me one yours, of your most, so your most your prideful judgment. moment. No, no, I, it was a little bit darker than yours. I didn't want your judgment because it wasn't mine. Uh, it, a smoked turkey's supposed to be dark. That, that 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 lets you know it's taken on smoke. No, there was plenty of smoke. It was very good. We had a great day. Sounds like it, Rex, and we'll uh, let you go with that. Enjoy the mojitos. Enjoy the Bahamian beer, and thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Golf Central Podcast presented by Callaway Golf. We'll talk to you guys next week with a full recap of the Hero World Challenge, a breakdown of all of Rex's various boondoggles, and of course. Finally, our PJ Tour award show for 2021. Can't wait. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Hey, 